Hello, Dork Squad. I'm Jonathan Cormer, and you're listening to Dork Tales Storytime, the podcast for kids and their pop culture-loving grown-ups. It's a beautiful day for a story, adventure and glory, new friends and old ones too. It's an excellent day to get swept away in a tale, so let us regale you. You hear that, Reg? Hmm? Uh, what, Jonathan? Your very audible sigh? No, the breeze. It's blowing through the grass on this hill. The sun is out. The birds are chirping. Ah, <sighs> wasn't this a wonderful idea? Hmm, yes. It is nice out today. And we can see so much of the whimsy woods from here. Even just laying in the sun... I'm glad you came to relax and daydream here with me. Me too, mate. Me too. Oh, look. The breeze is bringing in the clouds. Ooh, let's play a game. With the... Clouds? Well, sure. Hmm, well, I'm already a master at naming them. Let's see. Are these... Cirrus? Alto Cumulus? Cumulus? Or maybe just, uh, contrails. Wow, that's very good, Reg. But I don't want to identify the clouds. I want to figure out what shapes we can see in them. Well, I guess I could try. First, you lay down on your back, like this. Uh, Jonathan, my back is not like yours. If I lay down, my quills might get stuck in the ground and I'll never write myself again with these little legs. See? They'll just flail. That's how we lost Uncle Spike. You did? Oh, yes. He got stuck on the bed of a pickup truck, and we found him just a few townships over. Scary times, though. Misplacing a loved one. Oh, I can imagine. Here. You can lay on my wrapped-up sweatshirt. That way, your quills won't get stuck in the ground, and I will make sure you get home safely. Ah, that's much better. Now, uh, how does this game work? Well, we just look up at the clouds and say what we see. Oh, well, uh, I, I see... Um, I see... Uh, clouds. Is that all? Well, they're, uh, definitely cumulus clouds. Oh, look, a squirrel. A squirrel? In the sky? Where? Is it a flying squirrel? No, uh, Reg, wait, uh, uh, press pause on the cloud game for a sec. Oh, but I'm trying to see the fantastical flying squirrel. Reg, the squirrel's actually walking this way. <clears throat> I'm going to find that acorn, wherever it went. Oh, that's not a squirrel. It's the squirrel. That's my friend, Sherlock Nettlesby. Oh, I remember you telling me about him. Uh, Yoo-hoo! Sherlock, over here! Hello! Oh, Mr. Red, I didn't expect to see you here. Well, actually, I did. 
We can't get anything by you. And this is my good friend and even better storyteller. Yes, yes, it's Jonathan. How do you do? Uh, hi. How did you know my name? Well, it's quite obvious, my dear boy. Reginald regularly passes by the notch in the tree where I reside on his way to a mysterious friend's home, often to pilfer a treat. Pilfer a treat, huh? Um, tee-hee? The home wouldn't be the size of a hovel, but something larger. You see, the crumbs from the treats that remain on his fur are clearly from a much larger pastry, something human-sized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the eats tray. <laughs> Furthermore, Reg always returns from these same trips with new stories he is telling to all of the woodland creatures he passes by, taking credit for these stories as if he came up with them himself. Mm, that is true. And once I, uh, accidentally, intercepted a letter from our own mail carrier, Remy the Robin, which was addressed to a human, Jonathan. In these letters were a reminder about library books being due and a coupon to Cinderella's new cafe, Fairy Godmothers. <gasps> Le Gasp! The pastry! W w wait a second. Did you read my mail? <laughs> For science, my dear boy. Huh, well, uh, I don't know about, uh... So you see, you could be none other than that very same Jonathan. As Reg mentioned, you were a storyteller in his initial introduction, and you have a fairy godmother's cup right next to you, once filled with tea, I presume. Oh, impressive. Elementary, my dear Jonathan. What did I tell you? Sherlock is the great deducer. I'm truly floored. Yes, I know, good sirs, and thank you. Um, where are you headed, Sherlock? I was on my way back to my notch in the tree on Barker Street. I believe my friend Wabbitson will be calling soon with our next case. But I estimate that won't be for another hour or so. How do you know? Because it's me. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, we were just cloud-gazing, if you'd like to join us for a bit. Ooh, how fun. Yeah, well, it's not that fun. Ah, let me guess. You cannot see the fun illusions in the clouds. Oh, Sherlock, you've done it again. Sounds like we should have a little lesson in observation and collaboration. And imagination. Ooh, I do like imagination. You've got a great imagination. Hmm, perhaps I just need to, uh, stretch the muscle a bit. Ah, <sighs> imagination. One of the greatest nations in the world. Indeed. It also helps when you're stalling for time on a case and need to think on your feet or create a distraction. Ooh, intrigue. Oh, hey, look over there. It's Mary. Wow, we're seeing so many of our friends today. Yes, it must be the nice summer weather. Hi, Mary. Ah, and her little lamb. Hello, Mary. Delightful to see you on this fine day. Oh, and to see little Lula, too. Looking as floofy as ever. Have a lovely afternoon, Mary. I deduce that you shall, in fact. Hmm, Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. 
And everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. And everywhere the lamb went, Mary was by her side. And although Mary's feet hurt, Mary never stole a ride. Oh, oh, this is too funny. (laughs) We're poets and we don't know it. We made a rhyme every time. (laughs) Ooh, I like that. Ah, a little yes and. What does that mean? Yes and. It's the first rule of improv, of course. Improv? Improvisation, or improv, is when you make up a story or a scene or a little bit of music on the spot. It's entertaining and very fun. Yes, and is when you're listening to another person in your improv scene and you agree with what they're saying. That's the yes part. And you use your own ideas to build on their thoughts. That's the and part. Hmm, let's see. Mary never stole a ride from her awesome lamb, Lula. Yes, And so, she went out searching for a new way to get around town. Ah, the improv game is afoot! Once, in Once Upon a Time, Mary found a very small, rickety wagon and sat upon it, waiting for it to go. Yes, and the wagon was sitting on top of a hill. Lula got inside with Mary, but looked a bit worried because... A butterfly landed on her nose and made her sneeze. She sneezed so loud and so suddenly that the wagon began to move. Mary yelled, um, uh, yippee, here we go. And Lula shouted, Oh dear, Mary, we're going too fast. Fortunately, Mary had just the thing. Much like every squirrel, she carried around a collection of nuts in her cheeks. Pecans, walnuts, almonds, nuts of all sizes. Naturally, and she threw one beneath the wheel of the wagon as they plummeted down the hill. Uh, The wheel, hitting the nut, combined with their incredible momentum, shot the wagon straight into the air. As they flew through the air, Lula held her fluffy limbs aloft, spreading them as wide as it can be. All of a sudden, Lula turned into a big ball of floof. And this floofer-shoot helped them descend gracefully down to the ground, where they did not explode. Instead, they began to bounce. And then bounce, and bounce, and bounce they went! Somehow the bounces seemed to be getting bigger and bigger, for they had landed upon a city-wide trampoline! They kept bouncing up, and up, and up, until they launched into outer space! Thinking quickly, Mary took more nuts from her cheeks, two walnuts, in fact, and she fashioned spiffy space helmets for herself and Lula. Ooh, quick thinking indeed. They were floating out into space, looking like a floofy space saucer, 
where they encountered aliens from another universe. And they waved hello and shared some pastries and tea and had a lovely chat about the cosmos. And then the aliens continued their intergalactic space travels. And Mary and Lula floated through the stars. Yes, and as they floated through the stars, Mary thought to herself, This sure beats my morning commute. (laughs) 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 She walks a lot. I'm so glad you walked by, Sherlock. Yes, and I'm so happy to have used the old noodle. A great afternoon of imagination and a case of good old-fashioned make-believe. Shall we end with a little cloud gazing on the grass? Yes, and now I know how to make it fun, even if I can't see the shapes you see. Here I go. Flop! That was an exceptional flop, Reg. Mm, Remarkable. Oh, yes, well, uh, 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 Jonathan, uh, I, I, I think I'm a little stuck. Oh, don't worry, Reg. We'll get you out of there. And even if we can't deduce how at first, we can always improvise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really must be going. Uh, no, really, I'm stuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, I'm stuck at... Oh, look, I see a squirrel in the clouds. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Today's story was written by Amy Thompson and edited by Molly Murphy. Special thanks to Eric O'Keefe from What If World, who voiced Sherlock Nettlesby and created the Marion Lula story with Jonathan Cormer. Jonathan and Mr. Reg were performed by Jonathan Cormer. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Hamilton Studio Recordings. Reach out to us on Instagram or email us at dorktalestorytime at gmail.com. Find links in the show notes or go to dorktalestorytime.com. Now, go be the hero of your own story, and we'll see you next Once Upon a Time. So, Gabby.